Down and down again. Oh. I got so high, left my frown in the wind. Oh. Hard, I tried, never try it again. Cause these niggas is lying again. Oh. I'm a black lion, I roll like a tire. Girl, in my dreams, I don't sleep, I don't oh. find her. If they sleep and they need a reminder, this is for niggas who think we minor. Niggas. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. Waking up earlier on Sunday morning to record the show for the Monday show. Hope you guys are enjoying your December. Hope you guys are going to have a good Christmas. This is Christmas week. Um, a lot going on. As we're rounding up to the hiatus. Um, and some people have asked me to kind of like... I think I talked about this a little bit last week. But you know what's funny is... I was thinking about this. Now I don't remember exactly what I said last week. Because I talk a lot of crap. But um, no, it was weird. So I wouldn't... I, I can't... I, I thought about this in September. Mid-September. And I was like, huh. You know, like... Wrestling just ain't hitting it for me or nothing was hitting it for me nothing and i was like maybe i just need to go on hiatus maybe I just go on hiatus refresh my battery come back etc 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 because in two years we've been close to 300 episodes uh and i think we may hit 300 or close to it before and i'll tell you guys why in a second and um i was like man something's not right so in october hit and i found myself not watching dynamite not because I didn't enjoy Dynamite, but because I legitimately was just burnt out off wrestling. And I was like, you know what? I need to I need, I need to put and go on uh highest. And I went two weeks without doing it. Because I put it off, put it off, because I was like, man, no. I think I was kind of scared, you know. Like, you know what's funny is, uh, so I've mentioned a couple times here where I graduated from college, and I appreciate the congratulations. But I didn't realize how much work I put into school. And like, have, like once I graduate, having that void, having that uh, peace gone, left a void, I realized immediately. And it, well, I mean, it hit me in the face. It hit me in the face, like boom. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Because I didn't think anything of it, you know? Because I built up this uh, idea in my mind where, or this strategy. Well, a lot of times I was ahead of the curve. So, like, my classes Monday through Sunday were the weeks. And so I would just do everything on Mondays and Tuesdays a lot of times. You know, and a lot, and sometimes when you're doing like a final paper or whatever, you might like uh, procrastinate a little bit because it's like, oh, I don't want to do a 20 page paper right now. Then for some reason, it was so funny. I got, I got so conditioned to. All right, let me just start it in that way. Once I start it, I'll get the momentum going. I remember this happened to me several times, a, a lot. And then all of a sudden, on Wednesdays, boom, 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 I'm knocking it out six, seven hours later. The day's gone, but the paper's done. And I remember thinking, so, God damn, like, all right. But I didn't realize, I just didn't realize it in the moment. So, anyways, um, oh, yeah, give me a second, guys. Because I was expecting my Excalibur to come. It has not come yet. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this thing? They told me it was going to come next last week. Um, where the fuck is my thing? I, and I, I, I was just looking at my figures in the wall. And I was like, yo, where is this fucking figure at? And I said to myself last night when I was driving it in, in. And it says we can't retrieve this information. What the fuck? really weird give me a second guys i i legit just told this on there huh that's weird i'll try again next i try i try again later well maybe i have something okay oh it's in, it's in colorado but it's at the facility anyways um and so I was, I was kind of scared of having another void. And so I'm telling you now, once I announced it, dude, there was just this weight off my shoulders. Like I've just been enjoy, enjoying Dynamite again. I'm telling you now, I remember when it started. It started on that Tuesday Night Dynamite when Heyman got concussed. Show was good. Just couldn't. I, I found myself. I found myself leaving. Not fairness. It was on a Tuesday, and I usually my Tuesdays are pretty bucked up. But it was like, it's really weird why I just didn't even attempt to watch it until I absolutely had to. 
Um, but no, just, just it's just, I feel I feel ten times better, you know. And three hundred shows in two years is a lot. Like you know, like looking at a Spotify wrapped up and looking at how many hours, minutes, because my shows aren't as long as other people's shows are. My shows, me being forty five minutes is a pretty long show. Uh, this podcast is to have two to three hour shows. That's long and that's weekly, you know. Um, so that's that's not a lot. But if you how many minutes put in, how much time, it was it, it was it was a a daunting task because it was especially since it's weekly. Um, but I also feel like this is the best time because we're in a slow period where Titans is in the middle of season four. Um, I've not watched a second of it by the way, so don't ask me. I don't know. Um, we, I don't think we have our next MCU movie until February. Don't know when the shows are coming out. They've not announced that yet. So we're in a dead period anyway. So I feel like this is the time to do it. Um, but no, that's that's essentially the reason why. I think I told about this a little bit this last week, but that's essentially the full story. But um, this week has been full of news. And I would dare say 2022 has been the most historic, newsworthy year of wrestling. And because of that, and that's why I said, that's why I was telling you guys, I might hit 300, I might not, it might be like 299. But I realized I was, as I was writing the 2022 wrap up for the year, I had not done a 2022 wrap up of DC. Matter of fact, we have barely done news and notes in a very long time because we've been a pretty back, packed Wednesday show because of the blacklist and stuff like that. So I said, I want to be fair because I had a MCU wrap up for the year, which will come up, I think, December 28th, which is next week. I was like, let me do a DC wrap-up. Now, I don't know where I'm going to place these shows. Because my goal was to, as the first is on Sunday, was to drop a huge show. But what I'm thinking about doing, actually, dropping a show on the first. And it will be later in the day. Because I won't have time to record it during the week. But, um, well, I'll take that back. No, no. I won't have time to record it during the week. So, what I'm thinking about doing is recording the show. Well, no, what's going to happen is... And we're going to record that show, January 1st, the wrap-up of wrestling. 2022, actually, I've written all my stuff down. Um, there will be no, like, reviews of, well, after after the announcement on Friday, I might review one match. But um, it's mainly going to be just a year in a hole, right? In a hole? Yeah, it's not going to come off wrong. Anyways, it's going to be the year what it is. And I'm going to then do a DC wrap-up. Because there's been so much going on. I do have a lot of thoughts. I might have to record that show after I record this one. We'll see how I feel. But essentially, I'm going to drop that show on January 2nd. So January 2nd will then be the complete wrap-up of the year. Of everything we've kind of covered and talked about and everything like that. Um, so that's where we're at right now. Um, so that's where we're going to leave it. So January 1st and January 2nd will be the final shows before the hiatus. Um... But this week has been newsworthy as they have all been since, I would dare say, March. No. Um, and this is no different. Miss McMahon, it was reported earlier in the week. And I actually, for a second, I thought about doing a emergency show for this. Because I was like, well, I, I have opinions. I have things to say. And I said, you know what? No, let's wait till Monday. Because I want to soak it in. I want to soak everything in. And so Vince McMahon reportedly is looking to make a comeback. And he felt that some of his closest allies and confidants gave him bad advice when they told him to step down. But he feels like he could make a 110% comeback. And this was all came out on the day of the documentary, the Vince McMahon Nine Lives uh, documentary, which I have not seen yet. It was on Vice. I'm actually going to probably... YouTube it because I don't have Vice and Vice's app is just not a good fucking app. I'm gonna try it one more time before I try it on YouTube, but um, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Um, and that wasn't a coincidence. And so the same day this happens, there's two more accusations that come out against him. One accusation is almost 45 years old. <laughs> um, that's the Rio Charlton one, where this is a former referee. She's the first ever woman referee in WWE history. Don't know how much we... I, I know I've said the name on the podcast before. I don't know if I've delved into the story. So, essentially, Rhea Charlton... I'm going to say Rhea from here on because I can't say the last name. Um, she was the first uh, woman ever to officiate in WWE. And she's in a limo with Vince McMahon. 
and he apparently, you know, uh, raped her. And these are her accusations, by the way. This all supposedly. Um, and so she's always said the accusation. And so what happened was in this new document from the Wall Street Wall Street Journal, essentially certain states in the state she she's filing lawsuit against him have created a new law. Now, if you know, uh, now I don't know much you know you guys know about rape. I mean, I understand you want to stay away from that, um, but the thing's called statutes of limitations of limitations, where after like five or six years, whatever it is, you can't come after the party if you haven't said anything, because uh, you can't hold them to that. Now, there's nothing like that with murder. <laughs> That's why uh, the American Gangster, uh, when they were asking qu questions, and this is why I missed the American Gangster show they had on BET, because I remember, um, matter of fact, let me get his real name real quick, because I brought him up a couple times now, um, and I can't remember his real name, let me see, let me see, Frank Lucas, and it was a show called American Gangster on BET, I think Ving Rhames narrated, a pretty good show, I have the DVDs, I can't find that mother bleep or anywhere else though. And they were asking about some murders, and he said, Frank Lucas said, "Dude, I don't, I don't know anything about no murders, dude." And the dude said, "Well, it's been years." He said, "You can hear the interviewer saying this. This part was not cut out. Usually, you don't hear the interviewer ask the questions when they cut it out." Uh, I don't know why that's a thing. Actually, I've never understood that. I mean, that's, I've never known the reason why. I'm assuming it's just to get the first person narrative and to make it feel less like an interview. Um, but. You can actually hear it, and when, and when they do that in these documentaries, that's on purpose. That's for a reason. And he said, you can hear the guy say, hey, what about the murder? He said, well, I don't know anything about the murders. And Frank Lucas comes and said, no, dude, there's no statute of limitations on murder. Do not ask me about no murders. I didn't murder nobody. Because they can't come back for you and get you for murder, right? And so, um, the, 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 that's, with rape, there was that. There is that. But apparently there's a new law in place in certain states. Where they'll give you one year. One year. Once you make the accusation to then full go full fledged and say, Hey, I wanna sue this person, I wanna do this, I wanna do this. And so in this document in the Wall Street Journal, it's noting a conversation that Chariton had with Greg the Hammer Valentine of all people. And they say, While smoking you wear marijuana cigarettes, that's what's hilarious, how bougie can you be. But while smoking weed um, she told Greg, and Greg said, I don't believe you because you're not hot enough for that. You're not hot enough to be raped. What a concept. Um, that's hilarious, first of all, not the rape, but the fact that that's what she's saying, he said. Um, but now you've put Greg Hammer Valentine in this thing. I'm sure he wants nothing to do with this shit. Um, and also it's not a good look for him. <laughs> Like, oh, this woman's telling you I, I was just raped. And you're like, damn. But, bitch, you ain't too hot. I, I don't believe that shit. That's just kind of a stretch, bitch. I just don't. I, I he, Who would want anything to do with this, right? So, essentially, two more accusations have come out. So, it, the, the documentary comes out. Vince's new announcement comes out, essentially. Then these accusations come out. I can't imagine. Well, first of all, let's be clear. He can come back whenever the fuck he wants. Let's not be stupid here. He still has controlling shares in this company. Now, fairness, this company's never been has not been hotter in a very long time. And someone said, and I can't remember who the quote came from, but someone said he left relevance so fast. Like his thing was a deal, big deal for a month, and then it was over. It was if you think about it, it's only a big deal to us as wrestling fans. Because we Think about what Moxley said. Vince is going to die in that chair. That's what we all thought. But the mainstream, but here's my thing also. Was Vince McMahon ever like main mainstream? Outside of the Attitude Era? Outside of the Golden Era? I don't think Vince has been mainstream in many, many years. Just my opinion. So I don't know if that's much of a knock. Because I can't remember the last time I could say Vince McMahon was mainstream and everyone was talking about him. He's not a Kardashian. You know, so I, I don't I don't know if that's a knock or I guess it is. Anyways, the point of this is he can come back whenever he wants to because he has controlling shares. It's still his company. He just he just chose to step down. 
I can't imagine he would do it at the risk of his own company. But then again, it's his company. He built this company. If he wants to destroy it, he can do what the fuck he wants. But if he came back, he's going back in that one chair. He's going back in the creative. And he's going to tear apart everything Triple H built. I cannot imagine to, uh, Nick Khan, I want to say Tony, Nick Khan, Stephanie, and Triple H would be too happy with that. <laughs> so I just don't think you can. I don't see him selling with, with Chariton. reason why I say that is because he has denied that for almost 40 fucking years. He's always denied it. He's never said he's never said anything else. And to turn around and settle with this person, and I'm not here to take sides, but to settle with this person is a bad look. He already settled with a number of people privately. But I think personally, though, that was hush money. Let's fuck. And you get money afterwards, right? This he's never owned at all. And look here, I remember I was talking to someone early earlier this year, as a matter of fact, in some uh, private situation. And I said, I'm not gonna put a charge on someone, but I'm also not gonna say someone didn't feel someone's kind of way or have something happen to them. Not gonna be me, no sir, no ma'am. So this whole thing is still gonna unfold into next year. I can't imagine. Even the hardcore, hardcore WWE fans. And I'm giving you guys some credit here. So please, because I get some shit sometimes. Now I don't get too much shit because I'm a pretty direct person. So people know I'm just a fan of wrestling. Same way I'm just a fan of comics, right? So you can't put me in this corner and say, well, you know, you kind of defend. I see how I see it and I feel how I feel. That's why it's called, show's called I See Things a Little Differently. I can't imagine the hardcore WWE fans are looking forward to this return. This is one return I don't think they want. And so I can't imagine they'll be happy about it. I can't imagine Triple H will be happy about it. It will destroy the entire structure of what he's built. That was me cracking my arm, sorry. So I don't know, but this is very interesting. And once again, he's making it about him as we end the year. Um, but this has been a newsworthy year, and this keeps come, come, on coming. Speaking of newsworthy, Mandy Rose has been officially released from her WWE contract after dropping the NXT Women's Championship to Roxanne Perez, which was always the plan, which we all knew. But this came out of nowhere. And it's funny because I remember Tuesday night, I'm on YouTube. I see, oh, crap, Mandy Rose lost the belt. That was a pretty fast turnaround. Then I seen her Twitter feed and said, thank you. And I'm like, why is she saying fucking thank you? She's the fucking heel, right? I thought it was weird, but I chalked it up to social media, right? People just breaking character to break character. And then came Wednesday. And then came the shit show that was the lies of in the release. <laughs> so here is the story from, let's do so many layers to the story, so many different tellers of this story if you ask wwe this was a mutual parting of the ways uh she has a premium content page it's not only fans for you guys who keep asking me it's not only fans it's it's called something it's called brand armor or something like that emma has one um several i've seen several wrestler women wrestlers have this particular content page it's not only fans i think it's them control i i this is me guesstimating. I'm doing air quotes now. I believe they probably have more control and get paid more from that one. OnlyFans, I believe the cut is taken. There's a lot of there's a lot of things you can't do on OnlyFans. That if you can control, like how to put it, the top percent on OnlyFans probably couldn't have even have this kind of brand page because they don't have the notoriety. So to get people to follow to that whatever you probably can't do like promotions to like only fans for those of you guys who don't know and pretend like you don't know you can do different things like so let's say if i pay fifty dollars for a subscription for a month right well if i decide not to renew that person can then give me freebies and stuff to entice me to come back right i don't know if this is how that works i don't think that's how it works i think you have more control you get more money and the, the cuts more in your favor as a talent i'm doing air quotes again and so I had not done much research, but I did do my research because I'm a good journalist on seeing what the what the content was. Because I have to, I had to do it, guys. I had to do this research, right? It was for journalistic purposes. 
And so, funny thing is, I was going to start doing research, and I realized, holy crap, I've been getting sent shit for weeks. And I had not, I had not known it because I didn't know she had this page. Because I don't follow Mandy Rose. I don't, she's a gorgeous woman, obviously, but I don't give a fuck. Um, I think the only woman wrestler I actually follow is Asuka. Uh, otherwise, I don't follow anyone. So I didn't know this page even existed. But then I did, but but then for the last two to three weeks, I've had people sending me stuff. And <laughs> I, had, I had like three people specifically say, hey man, don't be saying this shit on air. I send this shit. So I'm not going to say any names. And I wouldn't do it anyway. But one guy sent me something. And he said it was from my IG Live. And it was a it was a clear nip slip. But it was like, it wasn't a nip slip. If you look at it, it was like she takes it, she takes her uh, lingerie and puts it has a strap and she like puts it over and like, and then she fixes her breast. If you have a nip slip, it's like, oh, sh- no, you cover it fast. That was clearly on purpose. So I was like, that's weird. And IG Lair, dude, they banned Lil Bootsy for less. And But then again, you're a hot woman. So whatever the fuck, right? You can get away more. So I was like, all right, cool. Then there's some other stuff they sent me. Like one thing they sent me was her like touching her vagina. Now, panties were still on. And her doing this. Mind you, I'm doing this for like two weeks in a row. Everyone that messaged me these links... I was like, look at what she's doing her getting away with her on her IG Live. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. It wasn't her IG Live. It was her page, which I didn't know she had. Um, and I wouldn't have followed her anyway. But one guy sent me, sent me, it was like, is this, is this the OnlyFans? Because I'm not shitting on OnlyFans game. I got $20 to, to burn. I was like, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. Because the honesty, and I appreciate that. But I didn't know what, I didn't know this was from this page. And you've seen the content getting racier and racier. And my first thought was, God damn, this bitch is like going hardcore, right? Like, like I said, that one thing I got sent, because it's several nip slips where it's on purpose. Like she's in a pool with one. <clears throat> and she like puts her, her left arm up as she's looking at the camera. And you and she's putting it up so you can see her nipple. You, she, it's clear she's doing that. And she drops the towel. Oh, I dropped my towel. Oops. Like it's a porn, right? So I was like, okay, cool. This is just, all right. But I was like, damn, this bitch is going hardcore, right? She must be getting, must be getting bread. And so don't think anything about it. Getting these links for weeks. I look at them, you know, whatever. I don't give a shit. And so all of a sudden, apparently WWE was aware of the page. They were cool with it when she was doing laundry picks. But then the more racier stuff they got uncomfortable with. Now, let's take this back before we get into... Whatever this is, right? Because obviously they have to partner with the shit with Mattel. They're making action figures of this, of this broad. So I can see why they're uncomfortable with supposedly of doing air quotes again. Remember when Triple H was on this Austin podcast, when Austin had just a Steve Austin podcast on the network? Remember the lame excuse that Triple H gave for China not, the reason China not being in the Hall of Fame? He said, well, when they Google her, they see Playboy. When they Google Sable, they see Playboy. When they Google Tori Wilson, who's in the Hall of Fame, they see Playboy. You can't use that when your history says differently that you guys embraced this at some point in time. You can't erase the Playboy stuff. Ashley Mazzaro, rest in peace. Playboy. She's not in the Hall of Fame, but you guys definitely sent out a message when she passed away. So you're still putting light on somebody. That's a part of their legacy. Good or bad. I saw the. I remember when I was younger, I saw the China Playboy. So China looked badass in that shit, which I, I thought China was a badass woman at the time when she was healthy, right? Um, um, so let's not mix words here. You know what I'm saying? Let's not be pretend. But that was the most bullshit. That was a Vince McMahon esque answer. And so apparently, this was the reason that she was released, but it was a mutual way. It was a mutual dumping. Well, apparently, according to Brian Alvarez, that's bullshit. And that Mandy Rose got the TV on Tuesday and was taken off completely completely out of guard. Now, she was supposed to always drop the title, but I think the title wasn't supposed to be dropped until New Year's Evil, which was January 10th. And that's when she was going to drop the title. But she was taken completely off guard, and they just took her off. And they said, fuck it, we got to let you go. They tried to, they tried to flip it to, to saying it was a mutual thing. I don't, I'm going to use the Jay-Z line. We don't believe you, you need more people. No one's believing that story. There's so many layers to this because here's my thing. Something happened behind the scenes. And I think it was a fucking either Selena Vega situation or, or a page situation where she had a page. They were cool with the page. 
Remember, Vince McMahon's edict is no longer in place. Supposedly, even though it's been announced, now air quotes again, that it that hey, you can keep your money, blah blah blah. Now, supposedly, according to Alvarez and, and uh, Meltzer, her main roster money was like two hundred and fifty grand a year. Apparently, she was making two hundred and fifty grand off that. Look here for nip slips, air quotes. Two hundred fifty grand is not fucking bad. So, I, I'm not gonna cry for anybody. Um, so apparently they were cool with the page and then got racier and racier. Then they throw them, then they threw the Mattel thing in there. Let me tell you something. I don't know how much these people make from merchandise and stuff like that. I'm sure it's not 250 grand grand. Like this is not like the eighties where these guys are making a lot of money off of action figure. I think these are making a, a, a bare minimum. And once again, with all due respect, I don't think anyone's buying fucking Mandy Rose action figures. You're talking to an action figure collector here. So let's just be real here you know let's be real for a second so here's the thing right there's a lot of hypocrisy at the same time if you ever worked a corporate job that's what it is right so here's my thoughts here's what i think happened I think, well, before we even get to that, she's going to make a killing. Let me tell you guys something. I told you, I told you a story before about Sailor again for new new listeners. This past year, or this year, I went to WrestleCon in Dallas. Great time. I stayed in the same hotel, and it was easier just to maneuver through things instead of having to drive and park. I stayed, and it was fun. I got to see who I want to see. I got the fuck out, right? And I told people who are trying to get me to go this year, next year, excuse me, I say, I, I got to see the list. I know the list, the list actually gets bigger and bigger until the, that Sunday before WrestleCon. And even they, and even then they still add people, right? So, the line that I was surprised at the most, I thought I was going to be able to walk in and out of the line. I was super excited. It was Mickey James. Two straight days. You couldn't get near that woman unless you were Nick fucking Aldis. Holy fucking shit, dude. Her line was long. And the first night, the first day, excuse me, she had to go make a TNA match. So she had to leave early. Her line was long as shit. I was like, who, didn't, who, who knew it was just me, Mickey James? Like, it just it was amazing to see it, right? And, I, and I, in my head, I know there's a ton of Mickey James fans. Just seeing it, though, was like, wow. And I, and I just didn't get the chance to go back around and see her again. So, Mandy Rose, I can see her popping up at WrestleCon, and she's going to make a shit ton of money, and her they're going to have to have literally have her place to herself, because it's going to be a long-ass fucking line. And so, she's going to be fine. But yes, there's a bunch of hypocrisy, and here's why I feel happened, just getting back to that for a second. I think she started making, I think she made the page. With, I, I don't think she had the intention of going, air quotes, hardcore. But then I think, you know, she's, uh, she, I, I don't think she realized her fan base. I remember I was horse playing with my ex one time. And we're playing around, whatever, blah, blah. And she was like, ow, ow. I was like, oh, you good? She's like, yeah, sometimes when we play, like, you don't know you don't know how strong you are. So sometimes it hurts. I'm like, oh, shit. You should have said something. She's like, no, I didn't want to be. Because I always started. And I was like, always talk to me about it, right? And from then on, I start remembering my strength. So when I'm playing with people, I know because I don't know my strength. And for the record, I I I, I, I fucking lift dumbbells all the time, you know, for workouts. So like a lot of times, like I remember I was talking to someone, a, 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 a trainer. He was like, "Yeah, dude, if you're lifting fucking dumbbells and doing like 30, 40 pound dumbbells at times, you're pretty fucking strong. Like most dudes can't even do dumbbells and they have the weight to do it, and they're much, they have more, way more muscle than you do." Which I don't think about, but it made me more mindful of it. I don't think she thought. I think I don't think she thought she had a fan base yet. I think she thought, hey, yeah, I have a thirsty fan base because on Instagram it's like, ooh la la, me touch that booty, mama cita, whatever, right? That's that's a whole different type of thirst, right? But when people are willing to pay and and, and do and do customs and stuff, that's a whole different type of fan base that you that you have, you know. And it's not. I'm sure she's not just WWE. I'm sure WWE guys have said, hey, man, look at this chick. She's a bad bitch, you know, or something like that, right? 
which leads to people who don't know anything about wrestling seeing Mandy Rose saying, yeah, who is this chick? She is hot, right? And so I guarantee you she started the page, got started making bread immediately, right? And all of a sudden said, oh, wow. So she said, you know what? I'm appreciative to my fans. I won't do news, but I'll give you guys a little sexy something, you know, since this is whatever. And she started increasing that. Now, to me, you can see more on Reddit for free, but I get it. And I'm not, and I, trust me, trust me, I'm not the one to knock someone that's willing to pay for something. If you want to pay for that shit, man, you pay for it and you get yours. It ain't tricking if you got it. So I'm not knocking that shit, you know. So I think that's what happened. And, and then WWE came to her and said, hey, homie, like, what you, like, we, why sponsors aren't too happy, whether that's true or not, doesn't matter. But, you know, we need you to kind of tone the things down or just take the page down. She probably said, cool, I'll take the page down. I'm kind of making a lot of money off this right now. Can I get a bump up? It doesn't have to be that, but can it be like $100,000? I'm taking a hit, uh, her, her, another $150,000, but I, I, I don't want to make you guys upset. And I guarantee you they said, well, nah, you make already on NXT making main roster money. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, let's look, let's look at, let's look at this for a second. Because I believe she did become the longest reigning women's champion in NXT history. I believe. Or she's right behind Asuka. Okay, so Asuka had the longest reign of five hundred and ten days. So that that champion that is um that's intact, right? Let's see. Sorry, guys. Why every time I go on Wikipedia, they're always asking for money? It's, it's like they're this non-profit. It always tries to guilt you in this shit. I've given them money before. Stop asking me for fucking money. That's probably why I keep asking me for fucking money. Okay, so she's the second longest reigning. Because um, no one's topping Oscar's reign. And she actually didn't even lose the title. Um, but anyways, so essentially, that's what I think that's what happened. Was she asked for a raise? Hey, I'll take the page down. Just give me a bump. They said no, right? And she said, "Well, I don't want to lose this money." And they said, "Well, we got to figure something out." And then when she came to work, they fired her. Um, I don't know what this means for. Obviously, this means toxic attraction is done. Uh, Gigi Dolan and Jace. Uh, Jace. Um, who knows? What they, who knows what's next for them? It was clear that they, I thought they were going to the main roster soon. Or back to for Mandy Rose have been back. So I don't know what's next step for them. Um, but she's going to be fine. And she will be, and she definitely will be back with WWE. Will she have a run like this? No. This was the run of her life. She's not having another run like this. They, she went back down to NXT and reinvented herself. And when I say that, she always had the sex stuff going on. But then she became a better wrestler. And then on top of that, think about what she's done. She's, she, she changed her legacy from just the the, the best storyline she was in was when she pitched with Otis to her unifying the NXT UK Women's Championships and the NXT Championships. So technically, she's the last NXT UK champion. Mind blown there. Um, and she had a run with Toxic Attraction where they ran NXT. Not gonna have a run like that again, but you know what? She's gonna be just fine, just fine. So uh, those are my thoughts on that situation. Kind of went a little long with that, but the news doesn't stop coming. Goldberg has signed a new deal, five match deal, for anyone who cares. He said he could not go out with losing to Roman Reigns. Yeah, we get it. You need more. You don't need more money. You just need more spotlight. We get it. Matt Riddle was sent home. This is why he was written off TV, apparently. Supposedly, air quotes. Uh, he was written off TV because he had uh, failed his second drug test and he sent to re- the rehab. Now, here's the problem with the story now. 
WWE, they're supposed to announce when someone fails a drug test. It's kind of like how the MLB does and NFL, et cetera, et cetera. He was never announced for a first drug test, which apparently was earlier this year. And supposedly someone in Matt Rill's camp said he was just taking time off due to the strain, strain and stress of a divorce. But this brings a lot of things into question. Because WWE has not even announced that he failed a drug test. So I don't know where this drug test stuff is coming from and if it's true or not. But if it's not true, people need to stop talking about it. Because it's seriously offensive if, if it's not a drug test and harmful. And it's privacy breaking if it's not a drug test, right? Uh, he failed. But if it is a drug test, he failed. And they're not announcing them now. And this, is, and this is getting leaked. How come the first one didn't get leaked? Because trust me, under Vince, the leaks were worse. So I'm wondering why that didn't get leaked. Really strange stuff. I don't have an opinion on it either way. I just think if it's hard, if it's, I just think if it's not true, it needs to be shut down. Like right now, seriously. That's just my thoughts on it. A match that could be set for WrestleMania is a game changer. Two, three months ago, it was rumored that the match for WrestleMania was Drew McIntyre versus Walter. Cool, great. Now they're saying, which I don't believe this is the match. I will have, I won't believe it until I see it in the fucking ring. Brock Lesnar versus Walter at WrestleMania. Do you think Brock Lesnar's taking those fucking chops? Are you kidding me? I won't believe this until I see it. I just won't. I refuse to believe it because I I can't imagine it was, I mean, now, now Brock, I don't think Brock would care to put anyone over. I just don't. Like he was, I don't think he cares that much. But that is a chop in German suplex fest that would be hard hitting. I just don't see them doing it. I just, I just don't see it. <laughs> but hey, it says, I saw here, I said, fine, fuck it, why not? More news. Terrence Terrell retires from wrestling. William Regal, in some or for, in some form or fashion, will be with WWE in the next couple of weeks as a vice president of some something of the of part of developmental. Who knows? Uh, Sasha Banks. Them just hit all the news real quick. Not all the but like the, the big stuff. Apparently, well, we already knew she negotiated her contract out months ago. We already knew that because her manager came out and said she's not taking any wrestling bookings until January first. But now it's reported that Sasha Banks wanted Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch money, which is around $1 million, supposedly. Air quotes, no air quotes, you can see doing air quotes again. And WWE eternally says her star has risen and peaked, and she's no longer a star. And that she could have a tag title run or a women's title run, but otherwise she's not really going to be a star in five years. She's not going to be a star in five years because she won't be there in five years. She's not there now. And she's living her best life clearly. I saw this report from the news observer, news observer, and I laughed my, I literally laughed my fucking ass off. I was like, "What the fuck are we talking about? Like, what do you mean she's not a star? Charlotte Flair's not gonna be Charlotte Flair is not gonna be a star outside of wrestling. Like, say what you want to. Ric Flair is a star, and people know him because many people have embraced the woo and stuff like that. Charlotte's not gonna be that. Hogan's still a bigger star than Flair is." Austin is, Rock is, Cena is. Like he he moves down the list when you start putting names like that up there. That's what Charlotte Flair is gonna be. Charlotte Flair is a great talent. Tell me how many times I've knocked Charlotte Flair in this show. Charlotte Flair is not going to be what that is. Becky Lynch, for God's sakes, was in a was in a Marvel movie, got the cameo cut. Charlotte Flair is gonna be knocked down. Now she's gonna probably could be a higher uh, higher than Bailey. She's not higher than Sasha Banks and fucking. Um, Becky Lynch, though. And so for them to say that, I agree with the last part. She won't be there in five years. So she will technically won't be a star for them in five years. So I can see it now. If we're talking about from this perspective of they don't want to bring her back, give her that kind of money, and, like, um, build around her and she's going to be gone, I get that. But to say she's peaked, I need to drink a Diet Coke on that one. Cause that's laughable. So uh, there's just so much to the story. I don't think we're ever gonna hear 
I think in five, ten years, we're going to hear the truth from Sasha Banks. I don't think we're going to hear it now. Because she has too much leverage. And she has too much to lose. But first of all, my coming out now and saying anything. Because any company that's going to bring her in, which they will bring her in, they don't want, them, they don't want her to knock it afterwards. Because no company can give her more money than WWE. Well, AEW could. But she's not going there. Anyways, um, I just thought that was very interesting. Anyways, let's hit Raw real quick. Uh, Alexa Bliss becomes number one contender uh, for the Women's Championship as she's about to embrace and hug Bianca Belair. Bray Wyatt's symbol comes up on the Titantron and she goes into a trance. I saw this and said, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we moving backwards? And the only thing I can think of, the only thing I'm hoping, I'm hoping, this is me sniffing hopium, right? Or glue, whatever you want to say. I'm hoping they're giving... In uh, into this storyline, bring her in to give it in since we never got into it. I don't think we need into it, but I'm hoping that's what it is just to give it in and it's over in a couple months. But to be realistic, yeah, no, we're fucked. We're gonna we're in for this thing for a long haul. Fuck me. Bobby Lashley's fired and then rehired, but fired because he had a WWE official for the second week in a row. Seth Rollins pinned Bobby Lashley to become the number one contender for the United States Championship. And a note for the U.S. Champion. So Mia Yim and Austin Theory posted a picture where she's cradled him on him. She's like on him, cradled on him. And he has a picture. And they take a picture of him together. Looks like a fun picture. I wouldn't think anything of this. And then I made the mistake of reading the fucking uh, comments. So my first thought was, like, when I saw the report... It said Mia Yim is in block mode. And so I picture said, oh, that's a fun picture, you know. And I looked down and said, what, what the fuck does that mean? It didn't translate. It should have translated what that meant when you talk about Mia Yim. Because Mia Yim is like me when it comes to blocking people. She is relentless, right? And so all of a sudden I start reading the comments how people are offended because she's, she's, she's taking that picture with Austin Theory and, like, they said, well, what about Keith? You should, aren't you married to Keith? And blah, blah, blah. And out of the 10 comments I read, it was only one sane person that said, it's funny how many people are in their house to know what they're doing. So then Mia Yim posts and says, hey, I can take a picture with people that I like and people that I have not seen in a very long time and blah, blah, blah. And so the third, because you, you got to remember, Mia Yim's been to every fucking company. And WWE wanted her back, right? And so she went to block mode, apparently, then deactivated her Twitter. Which I'm surprised. I'm surprised she didn't go on to go on a killing spree and keep blocking people. But I saw that. I said, "Why? Are we, who cares? If she, if she's cheating, let them deal with that shit." But I think it was just a fun picture. That's just what it is. Anyways, I just had to say a side note. Anyways, um, that's that's all that was really worthy on Raw. Uh, let's get to Dynamite. Death Triangle goes up three one after making uh, Matt Jackson tap out. Kenny Omega then said that it was enough going to be enough talking on the show, but he said he challenged the Death Triangle to their next match, which would be, which would be match five, for it to be a no DQ match, so anything is allowed. So this is how they're switching it up every week. So there we go. Brian Cage, the new six-man tag team champions with the uh, with with uh, his group, the Embassy. Uh, fought Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy got the victory. Afterwards, the firm beat down Jungle Boy until Hook made the save. Now it's like we have Hook and Jungle Boy against the firm. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal beat down the acclaimed. It looks like they're, it looks like they're going full blown on Jeff Jarrett or being on fucking TV, which is funny. Uh, Swerve and Keith Lee to meet next week. Keith Lee. Uh, I don't know if this is a match or if a confrontation. I don't know what this is, but Swerve felt betrayed because of the accidental punch. He said, so he says why he walked out. So he says that next week they'll meet. Chris Jericho versus Action Andrade in the upset of the year. Apparently, Action Andrade was on dark. Jericho was watching. He said, this dude's going to be a star, and I want to help make him a star. So you have the crowd chanting job or job or whatever. And I remember thinking to myself, like, it was when they took a commercial break. I said, is Jericho going to lose this fucking guy? I was like, why are they doing a commercial break on a squash match? It wasn't a squash match. 
Action and Dragon got the victory over Jericho. And honestly, this kind of builds the story of like the fall of JAS, right? Because Jericho lost the, the Ring of Honor title. Garcia got knocked out for the pure title. Then all of a sudden, Jericho's like, I'm going to beat up on somebody. He get, he loses, and it's like they're going through the spiral. And also, it helps to get them the fuck away from the Blackpool Combat Club. And I will say this. Sammy Guevara and John Moxley had a hell of a match with, with Moxley winning. But it helps, that should be it. No more of this feud. No more matches between these two groups. No more. House of Black destroys the factory in just seconds. And then you have Ty Mello losing to Ruby Soho. Afterwards, Angie came out. They beat Ruby Soho down. I was expecting someone to come out and help Ruby Soho. Soho, but I guess that's not going to be a thing. Um, but whatever. MJF and Ricky Starks have a war. And it ends up winning when uh, MJF cheats. MJF ends up winning when he cheats. At the end of the night, Bryanson comes, uh, Daniel Bryanson, or Brian Danielson comes back. And he comes out the back. This fucking guy in his bad guy tunnel. This is, he's going to give me, he's going to make me kill him. He's not a fucking bad guy. Comes out, chases MJF off. This We knew this is where the feud was going. So it's not surprising. But uh, MJF retaining, cheating, winning to win, that's the best way to go. News and notes. Triple H is not happy. More news and notes. Triple H is not happy with some of his returns and rehires. I thought to myself, well, he's the one booking them. So if he's upset with them, like, it's not kind of one of him. Like, like Johnny Gargano should be complete, complete waste. Because he's not doing anything. Right? So this is him. This, But this is the things he's being told to do because he's being booked this way. Right? So I was like, ah, I don't get the frustration. These are your decisions. But what do I know? Um, Jonathan Gresham resigns with Impact Wrestling, made his re-debut. Motor City Machine Guns win the Impact World Tag Team titles. And, and one last note that Manny Rose thing. Manny Rose apparently upped her price because she did say thanks for the love and the feedback and the page is still up. She did up her subscription price, for you guys are wondering, from $25 to $40 a month, just so you know. Um... ROH Death Before Dishonor had 25,000 pay-per-view buys, 19,000 streaming, 6,000 on regular traditional cable. Not bad numbers. Former Kyrie Sane, the Kyrie, the first ever stardom women's champion, was supposedly supposed to be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. I don't think that's happening. I think she has a meeting with someone else that weekend, uh, and I, well, weekend before weekends before, and I think that's going to be her priority. Just saying. A SVP of TBS was originally against the idea of Jericho being on another company's pay per view, the ROH one, and so he was going to block it originally, but then he decided against it when he saw the storyline and realized that um, it wasn't a permanent thing. SmackDown. Kevin Owens challenged Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn to a match. Now, Roman Reigns was throwing this big party for Sami Zayn. It was like his, it was like his official initiation. And that was his, well, that was his um, gift was him teaming with Roman Reigns. And all of a sudden, Sami Zayn's talking. Of course, of course, he talks over himself. He messes up. John Cena shows up on a Titan Tron and says, the last SmackDown of the year, which he'd been rumored to be on, and he was announced, it will be a tag team match, and it's a huge way to go out for the year. And that is with John Cena and Kevin Owens teaming to take on Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. That's going to be a hell of a match. Zia Lee returned and caused Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox the tag team championships. Walter retained the Intercontinental Championship. Uncle Howdy appeared, attacked LA Knight after LA Knight and Bray Wyatt brawled all over the place. Hit Row will win. They actually won the number one contendership. They will face uh, the Usos in a tag team match, which has already been uh, recorded because next week's show, which is the 23rd, has been recorded. So that, I guess the families, they could be home with their families. And then the, the last live SmackDown of the year will be the 30th. Just so you guys know, that match is already taking place. Usos were several for the tag team championships. So um, let's get, I, I want to get some quick final thoughts. Um, for this episode. So essentially, a, another newsworthy, another newsworthy week. A huge. We just took ninety percent of the show talking about news. 
so essentially, my takeaway is from this The Weekend Hole is obviously WWE has a momentum going into 2023. But I don't think either company is on fire right now. Now, WWE is coming into their most important and biggest time of the year. So that they're going to ramp things up. And as of what, a couple of days ago, the Observer said that WrestleMania 39 plans have not been locked in. Nothing has been locked in with WrestleMania 39. Here's my thing. They're going to obviously keep the momentum going, WWE, because this is their biggest time of the year. But I think the way AEW can get some momentum is by being consistent. Winter's, on paper, winter is coming. I was expecting it to be a weak show. It was the most popular of the three they've done. It was universally praised more than the first three they've done. One. Two. It was the highest rated winter is coming pay-per-view. I mean, the show. Whatever you want to call it. I think they need to be more consistent in that way. There's a mix they can do. Now, when you... Once you have this best of seven series over, then you have to figure out what you do with these guys. And the only thing I can say is, here's my hope. My hope is, you have because we all know the elites have meant to win. My hope is that you're not building up the House of Black just to feed them to the elite. I hope that's not my thing. I hope that's not a thing. So, But I think it can be done to where... You can have them move on after Death Triangle, and and because it's clear where where Death Triangle is going, Death Triangle is going to break up, and Pac and Phoenix are going to face each other. It's clear that's where they're going with it. I'm hoping that if if this is what's going to happen, the Elite needs to then lose those trios championships immediately to Death Triangle, not them getting one win. So. Anyways, I will talk to you guys next. Well, technically it's Wednesday. I'll talk to you guys. It's already recorded, up and loaded. Otherwise, I'll talk to you guys next week. Hope you guys have a great Christmas and a great week. I'm Soul Chemical, and we are.